0: It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 246, entitled Where Did the Fourth Guest Go? It was recorded on Monday the 27th of March. 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined this week by two fine guests. I'm joined by Mark Westgard and Rob Cairns. It's a WordPress podcast, so that's what we talk about mostly: WordPress, but quite a lot of AI as well. First up, we talk about the use of code generators and whether or not that is going to be allowed in WordPress plugins. Long story short. It probably is. We also talk about some swag that you can get for WordPress's 20th anniversary and a little icon, Wapu Maker, that you can use thanks to a project started at CloudFest. WordCamp Europe are looking for people to mentor speakers. If you've done speaking in the past and you think you could help people who need that help, well, there's a page for that. What's the problem with Awesome Motive? This was the article name that was produced this week by Matt Medeiros and we talk about how that whole controversy got started. The FTC in North America, they would like to ban the ability for any online product maker to make it difficult for you to opt out of a subscription. How will that affect WordPress users? There is a new developer blog. We talk about that. We also talk about the Give Backathon, which Stella WP are running, and how, if you're a non-profit organisation, you can get involved in that. We spend a bit of time talking about WP Turbo and the fact that those snippets can now be downloaded by inexperienced WordPress users as a plugin. WooCommerce had a very, very nasty critical vulnerability affecting over half a million users this week. The long story short there is you need to make sure that your WooCommerce payments plugin is updated. And we also talk extensively about AI and three and a half thousand year old songs. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24 7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, yeah, any other good that you can think of, there's there's that as well. Good today, there you go. And uh, yeah, you're on episode number 246 of This Week in WordPress by WP Bell. So I'll tell you what, before we introduce the guests, it would be really nice if we if we gathered a big a big audience round the campfire, join us around the campfire. The campfire of WordPress, if you like. <laughs> and uh, and the only way you're going to do that is by hollering to people that you know. And I've got a suggestion. Why don't you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live, copy that URL. You know, that thing at the top of the browser, which always changes when you go to different web pages. Go and copy that URL and then stick it in a social network platform like Twitter or something like that and see if you can persuade people to join us. We'd really really like that. The more comments, the better. Just a thing about that, if you're joining us and you're on wpbuilds.com forward slash live, if you're on that page, then you need to be logged into a Google account because the comments come via YouTube. But if you are on Facebook, uh, you're in our Facebook group or something like that, then there's a little extra step. You've got to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB chat.restream.io forward slash fb and give your permission. Otherwise, you'll just come through as an anonymous avatar, which is fine. If you want to be anonymous, that's totally fine. But joining us today, two fine people, maybe a third. We don't know. (laughs) Not sure. (laughs) Uh, In the advertising that went out for this, we do have somebody else who we're expecting to come, but they haven't managed to make it yet. So fingers crossed that all is well with them. If they don't show up, we'll carry on with the three of us. But I'm joined by uh, Rob, Rob, Cairns, how are
1: you doing, Rob? Doing well, Nathan. How are you?
0: Yeah, really good. You're in, uh, you're in Toronto. Sunny Toronto, chilly Toronto. What's it like there? Uh, two
1: degrees Celsius, cloudy and rainy.
0: Oh, oh the perfect. <laughs> pithy comment about the weather uh we haven't got any comment from pete ingasol yet maybe he's maybe he's not joining us today but usually by now we've got a comment about the weather but but rob is (laughs) rob's had his comment his little show notes intro his bio has been hijacked this week (laughs) uh and it said rob is not an ai bot it is the real rob rob is the ceo founder and chief creator of amazing ideas at stunning digital marketing he's the co-moderator of the WordPress global community on LinkedIn, and in his spare time, he loves sport,
1: technology, and traveling. Watching sport or playing sport? Uh, watching sports. Yeah. So basketball, uh, f- Formula One. For oh, one. Uh, believe it or not, professional cycling, baseball, hockey. You know,
0: theater. any sport if it involves the <laughs> word sport, then it's it's for you. That's yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. cool. I, I used to be a massive. Formula One fan. I went to quite a few of them and really into it. And that was in the days of Alan Prost and Ayrton Senna and that great rivalry. And then some reason, the, the, the sort of introduction of the technology in it at that point, it became so predictable mm-hmm. for me that I lost interest and I never went back. So I never managed to figure out whether they, the technology was overcome by rules and it became interesting again. Well, obviously, you
1: like it. I still like the technology. Um, I think it's a better sport on TV because of the yeah. cameras and things like that. But um, I do go to the races. We have uh, an indie race in Toronto every year, which is not Formula 1, which I go to. Um, it's about the experience going. Yeah, and what, yeah. I, what I'll tell you is anybody who's watched Formula E, which is EV vehicles, it's just awful. Because- it's so weird because it's just yeah. silent. It's just- <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> whereas the uh, the Formula One, if you've been to a Formula One race, not only is it definitely loud, it also stinks because of the the petroleum being burnt off at the rate yeah. that it's being burnt off, but also you basically do this yeah <laughs> yes. you know you don't you don't actually see anything it's just going at 150 yeah. 80 miles an hour. anyway, sorry, we're not here to talk about that um, we're here to talk about other things, but a pleasure to have you with us, Rob it's once great again. To be
1: back thank
0: you and we're joined by mark westgard from ws form how are you doing mark i'm doing good
2: how are you yeah i'm good tell us
0: tell us actually about the weather where you are cuz it's quite fruity today isn't
2: it <laughs> it's terrible today <laughs> yeah we sadly had some very bad tornadoes go past just to the west of us and uh, we we fared better but yeah very wet and windy and Branches and debris everywhere. So,
0: it's, been, it's actually made the news over in the UK. The, the weather where you are, I don't know if it's made it to everybody else, but um, just, yeah, just so to show good. what a bit of a luck can be, right?
2: A few miles to the left or to the right, and life could have been a very different experience. Yeah, it's like these tornadoes are like a laser pointer. Um, mm-hmm. They just put a scar through the through the uh, the neighbourhood, and yeah, we we're, we're lucky. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, it went on yeah. for hours last night, so. Oh, it's very well, I'm unusual. glad that you. Yeah, glad you got through
0: it, and also that you still got the power with you. Um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, all I've of our lives to come two. to an end if the electricity <laughs> goes off, don't they? Mark is the founder at WS Form. We'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, it's a powerful form builder plugin for WordPress. Check out the recent WP Builds demo episode. Oh, thank you, Mark. Check out the recent WP Builds demo episode about WP Form. And you can get 20% off. I'll show you that in a minute, actually. We're going to talk about yeah. that in just a moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us today as well. We've got we've got WordPress-y stuff all the way down, including some WordPress dramas that have been happening during the course mm-hmm. of this week. This is the website. And in fact, although we won't get to it right now, on the right at the front there, you can see uh, if you click on this image, there's Mark's face once again. It's all about Mark, isn't it, Rob? Just, <laughs> there it is. Honestly, it's Mark all the way. It's taken down. taken over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, though, I have the power button. Look, I can. Oh, it's not about Mark anymore. He's got. Oh, I brought him back. Um, for those listening, I just took him off the screen. Um, if you go to wpbuilds.com, right on the front is the, is the demo you can find of Mark's plugin he did with me. And actually, it spawned another idea, isn't it? In the near future, we're going to do like a four, five, six part haven't quite settled it down yet. We're going to do a full, deep dive on what your plugin can do over many, many weeks, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be be good. good. Okay, so that's our website. We're sponsored by GoDaddy, so applause and thanks to them. Really appreciate their Mm -hmm. support of the podcast. If you're into what we do, then click on this little subscribe button here, um, put your email address in, and we'll send you a couple of emails a week telling you when we got new content. Let's get stuck into it, shall we? So this is the first thing. We don't normally get to the GP... T stuff, you know, the AI-based stuff until the end. But here we are. It actually collides with WordPress this week because um, over the the last few months, more and more people seem to have been creating not just chat and pictures and all of that fun stuff, but they're actually starting to create computer code, usable computer code. Um, And so people, well, for example, like me, who really don't have any business creating plugins, I genuinely could create a plugin, but it brings up the question, A... Am I am I really the right person to do that? Can I, in all good conscience, look at the code that Chat GPT has created or whatever um, you know AI program has created? It can I, I, in all good conscience, look at it and say this is actually deployable. This is safe. This is something that people could put on their websites. And hand on heart, for me, the answer is no. If I ever produce a plugin, don't install it. Frankly, it will be <laughs> it will be harmful and probably be the end of your WordPress career. But There are people who've been doing this, and Mika Epstein has got an article this week on the Mate.WordPress website, and it's called Use of Code Generators Must Remain GPL Compatible. And so the position, it appears, in the WordPress community at least, is this. It's not against the rules. You can do this, but you must be responsible for what you put out there. Now, obviously, the team that review plugins, they're going to hopefully catch all of the bits and pieces that your plugin um you're let's say you've got something that's insecure in there you haven't done something correctly let's hope the team will pick that up but do they really want to be using up their time looking at thousands and thousands of ai generated pieces of code finding that there's a problem with them then sending back to the author who still really doesn't know how to fix that so there's one question there but also the question of You know, if, let's say, Mark, in your case, you've spent a lot of time creating your plugin. It's GPL, right? We get that. But if some plugin slips through the net with aspects that were taken from your plugin, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I mean, it's GPL, so they're allowed to do that. Um, So if they find that there's some code within my plugin that they want to use in theirs they can i think there's a moral aspect to it you know we we have had in the past some other people completely copy sections of our code and and the, even the way it functions which is kind of annoying but um at the end of the day is it is gpl i think you know the plugin review team they're a wonderful team i've worked with them on security reviews and all kinds of stuff and they don't have time to go through reams and reams and reams of code. You know, they, they have tools that they use to go through, pass it, make sure there's, you know, any glaring security errors with it. Sometimes, obviously, they'll they'll look through it in, in more detail. Um, but I think with anything AI related right now, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. You've got to, you know, maybe use it, but you've got to appreciate the code and understand the code and make sure it's correct before you put it in there. Because who knows what's going to come down? Um, you know, code-wise, even even like the image generation, uh, like Dolly, um, which is part of the OpenAI API. I was doing some searches on that the other day, and I was just getting completely random images back that were not related to what I was typing in. So that could very well happen with code. Right. Uh, And I've done some code generation stuff with with OpenAI, and there can be artifacts in there that shouldn't be there. Um, So, yeah, I think you've got to be careful about the the code that you're putting up and I think they're right you know you've got to be responsible for where the the source of the source code is in your plugin from anywhere it doesn't matter whether it's AI or whether you copied it from somewhere else um, you've got to make sure that what you're submitting to the the plugin- repo is open source is GPL and that you're allowed to use it um, now yeah. obviously with open AI that's open to uh, discussion because no one knows where that's coming from uh, there's no source or anything. It's, you know, supposedly uh, completely, We're well, not random, but, um, you know, generated without need for source. But, um, yeah.
0: Well, the GPL does, it really asks you to abide by, and I forgot the word before we started the show, and I've forgotten the word now, where you have to honour, you have to mention out loud who... Yeah. At attribution, that's the word yeah. I'm after. Yeah. Um, and so I guess there's that problem. You may mistakenly fall into the trap of not attributing code which needed to be attributed because it's GPL code. And that's they're mm-hmm. the rules that you're playing by. So there's that. Um, and I don't know if that's, a, if that's an offense, which means that whatever plugin you put in the repo, for example, if that would make it something which would be taken down until you mended that. But also, um, just the idea that potentially we're going to swamp the plugin team with little plugins that want to go onto the repo, where Mm -hmm. the the authors are not really familiar with what the WP coding standards are. They've just asked an AI to create a WordPress plugin. They've sought some guidance about how to get that on the WordPress repo, So they've submitted it in the regular way. But then, you know, somebody has to go through that with a fine tooth comb, make sure it's all legit. and that is potentially a real problem. That team could get very swamped. Rob, Mm -hmm. any
1: thoughts? Um, My biggest concern with AI-generated plugins is the security in the code for those plugins. So I find that um, I'm not a coder anymore. I don't want to be. So I leave that to guys like Mark and his bots because they do a better (laughs) job than I'll ever do. But um, the reality of it is, the AI generates pretty basic code and we know about vulnerabilities and any of the experiments I've run, the code seems kind of weak from a security perspective. So Mm -hmm. that's where I sit and uh, I sit there because one of the big parts of my business is I lock down insecure websites. So this really from a uh, customer support perspective concerns me in a great way. So that's kind of my position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah. code
2: that I've had come back with some of the stuff I've done has definitely not been secure. I mean, the, there's no, you know, filtering of code, sanitizing of any inputs. Uh, it will literally just like if you ask it, give me a value from the query string in a web address, it will literally get it. It won't check it. It won't, you know, pass it to make sure it's secure. So, uh, and that's going like, to, you know, like we're saying, that's going to put more work on on the plugin review team because they're going to have to say, look. This isn't secure. Go back and do it again. But if someone has just generated it from AI and doesn't really understand the code, uh, it's not going to get anybody anywhere. So
0: yeah, and it's it is an unexpected consequence of things like the ability to create plugins quickly. It is is that no, nobody a couple of years ago thought? Well, maybe the little team that we've got of humans mm. can can cope with the amount of humans creating plugins. We've got that balance about right. Sure mm. enough, there's always a delay. But if you then 10x that amount, because somebody creates a script which can not only create the plugin, but package it up and you know for- send it off to the WordPress repo on your behalf, um, it's a bit of a problem. And nobody really saw that coming. So I guess we'll have to see how that goes. There was another article, by the way, which I just thought was worth mentioning in the context of this. So the first one, I should just illustrate again, just for Reference that was called "Use of Code Generators Must Remain GPL Compatible," and that was Mika Epstein on Make.WordPress.org. Sarah Gooding had a slightly longer post. She referenced the Mika Epstein post quite a lot, mm. um, and she goes into a bit more detail about some developers developers who've actually tried this. Obviously, you've heard now from Mark who's given that a go. But um, so there's different horses in the race as well now, because during the course of the last week or so. Chat GPT now has a new uh, little brother, it feels like, called BARD. Mm -hmm. Uh, BARD is Google's variant, and uh, it appears that anybody who's tried, or certainly in this article, the people who tried having success creating plugins with BARD, well, it had been less successful. But we'll just have to see, really, just have to see how this goes. So again, Mm -hmm. it's not against the rules. You're allowed to do this, but I guess maybe we need some guardrails on... What the standards are, how we go for submitting things, not deluging the plugin review team, and so on
2: and so forth. Yeah. Well, I think the, the plugin review team have already provided all of these guidelines. You know, they they tell you what needs to happen with these plugins. So I guess it's just a case of whether or not people are using AI uh, reviewing the code that they're submitting, or if they're just literally submitting this code. That would be a real problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, probably what will happen, right? It's the reason we need Mm -hmm. captures, because people created bots just to fill in. Well, you know, Mark, just so that they can fill in forms. Nobody in the beginning (laughs) of the internet thought, okay, so we'll put a form online. But in the future, there'll be robots Mm -hmm. which will just maliciously go around filling them up.
2: Yeah, It's
0: just what happened. And I feel this might happen. Somebody will figure Mm -hmm. out a way to just create a 1,000 plugins a day. And what do you... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> micro plugins that it was what do
0: you do? What them. do you do with that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so the second piece on the tavern, this was Sarah Gooding. She wrote on the 23rd of March called Navigating the New Era of AI-Assisted Code Generation in WordPress. So go and take a little bit, a look at that. I'll give you some more context. Hello to a few people who've tuned in. Really appreciate it. Pecha joined us right at the start. She said hi. And then coming back from three weeks between London and Copenhagen, where yesterday had zero degrees and rain. I love this weather thing. (laughs) Uh, This PM and AM in Valencia with blazing sunlight. Oh, a lovely sea breeze and 23 degrees. And then we're joined by Atif. Hello, he says he's joining us for the first time. It looks like we popped up YouTube's algorithm. Uh, has given us a new viewer, so that's really nice. He's in cold London by the looks of it, and he's been trying out um, Bard. He said um, he tried, he got access to Bard this week, no, literally today, in fact, and he's having very mixed results. But you should really know what the code you generate does. And more, how to troubleshoot if it breaks? Yes, exactly that, right? Exactly that point, yeah. which is why I shouldn't be trusted anywhere near it, but somebody <laughs> like Mark should. <laughs> but also, why it's a problem because the t- the theme, sorry, the plugin review team don't know whether you've got that before you submit it, right? Yeah, um, make their life easier. Exactly. Courtney's joining us. Hi, Courtney. She's hey, been buddy. to WordCamp Phoenix. I confess, the social media. Uh, that I saw on WordCamp Phoenix. There was a lot of that, actually. Mm. There was loads and loads of nice pictures. So I hope you had a yeah. nice time there, learned a lot and so on. That's really great. Um, what has oh, she written? I wonder if WP Cody might have solutions in place to ensure GPL and standards as well. So this is Courtney making a comment about a plugin um, mm. by Ovidu, Um And he's got this thing called WP Cody, which essentially is your WordPress chat GPT. You ask it in 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 english i believe it's english only i could be wrong about that and it tries to create a plugin for you presumably based on chat gpt or some equivalent technology Mm -hmm. and i don't know that's a really interesting point it Mm. would be really it'd be really interesting if it came along with some guidelines about how it was complying with various standards that's
1: yeah
0: absolutely fascinating and max is joining us hi max nice to have you with us and one again from atif he says i agree with mark that care needs to be taken i have u- I used to help speed up some proce- oh i used it to help speed up some processes but need to check over the code especially sanitizing it and so on yeah mm-hmm. interesting point yeah okay all right, so there's the there's the beginnings of the AI piece, but not quite, because uh I don't know anything about this. Mark threw this in our direction. What what is this, Mark? This is I'll just yeah. read the URL out. It's platform.openai.com. <clears throat> um, what
2: is it? It so openai right now, which is you know what powers chat GPT, um that data is limited up to a certain point uh, in time. So I think uh one of them was like up to September 2021 or something. Um, so one of the issues they've got with it is that that data is just not real time. It's up to a certain point, and then they stop it, and then you then query that. So this basically enables you to create plugins for OpenAI. It's on a limited alpha right now, so you can sign up and join the waitlist to actually be able to develop for this. But it's going to enable when you do a search in Chat GPT for it to pull back real-time data. So if you wanted to search for, okay, what were the sports scores last week, it'll be able to go off and get that data and um, basically make this more of a real-time thing. It's a bit like when Google all of a sudden became real-time. You you had real-time news coming into your feeds. Right. Um, so this this is it's interesting. Um, I found it at the weekend. I don't know how long it's been available for, but I just discovered it. I actually signed up for the waitlist because I thought it would be interesting um one of the things i thought might be interesting to do with this would be to maybe query some open apis that are out there and make those part of chat gpt so this yeah just a new thing you can see a few um use cases there so like pulling sports scores stock prices latest news um booking a flight ordering food so this could really open up the floodgates with chat gpt
0: rob was all in on sports scores yeah, I mean, all it, that was all. It was all it took. I'm, I'm deep in. I, uh, I was listening to a podcast before this began, and it, it's, um, it's by a comp. They were featuring. It was, it's like a news, a tech news podcast, and they were featuring a company called Radio GPT. That might not be the name of the company, mm-hmm. but that was the product on offer, and they, they are using something like this already because they, they had an AI based radio station. So you were just, it was audio. The voices sounded a little teeny tiny bit synthetic, but not really tremendously bad. But they were doing things like handing over to the weather presenter who would read out the weather in your local area. And the idea (laughs) is they would syndicate this weather to all the stations throughout the world. They can then sack everybody, which is, of course, great. Uh, that's a really good outcome and um and then you get this slightly robotic radio station to listen to it seems like it's all a win um but that's a real implementation of this isn't it you know you mentioned mm. weather forecasting and things like that presumably they were getting yeah. the data somewhere reasonably recently up until yeah. now what is it gone up to like 2021 or something
2: i think so yeah i and i know, I know i'm not sure with gpt4 how recent that is um but, that's still uh, that's still twenty
0: sometime in twenty twenty one.
2: So okay, still twenty twenty one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this will be interesting to see how this goes, um, and yep. then, you know, see what comes of it. Uh, thank you for your ongoing comments.
0: Appreciate that. WP Cody, just to clarify, Max said it is based on GPT three uh, in brackets Da mm-hmm. Vinci. Uh, it was switched over to GPT Turbo 3.5. Okay, yeah. thank you for that. And he also says Chat GPT plugins is a game changer as it essentially as it is essentially an app store by OpenAI. It has an AI with different endpoints. The query endpoints will be the most used, allowing adding any documentation. Honestly, I feel. I feel I'm no longer needed. I'm just going to sink into oblivion and get, get no, the radio GPT show going. No,
2: please stay. We want you instead.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Oh, you, you say that, and yet you took a cardboard cutout of my face <laughs> to Asia yeah, it's AI gone crazy, isn't it? I've still got it over here. I might yeah. <laughs> Go and get it in a minute. That'll be funny. And I
1: actually wrote my bio too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's all about Mark. Um, okay, if you like WordPress swag, and who doesn't? It's a frivolous but fun bit <laughs> of the community, right? When we attend WordCamps and all of that kind of stuff, you, know, you, you may not really, from an environmental p- point of view, want the T-shirt, but there's a bit of you that wants the t-shirt anyway because it's just a nice thing to have pick up all the mugs and all of those kind of things well the mercantile which i confess i didn't know this had previously existed apparently it was it was going uh, as an official wordpress merchandise store uh, a little while ago and then it stopped and now it's been resurrected the the mercantile is offering official wordpress swag around especially in the run up to the 20th anniversary hmm. of wordpress the, the the cost of the items is is not that uh steep to be perfectly honest you can see things on the on the screen here but it's things like t-shirts for 18 bucks uh hoodies and what have you um, the other alternative is to go and find a you know an ai based printing company and drop your <laughs> drop your sticker logo in but here we are uh in all seriousness you can get all your stuff it's just mercantile.wordpress.org I don't know if I'll be buying any of this kind of stuff, but I do. I do enjoy showing up to WordCamps and seeing everybody and all their swag. It's kind of like a kind of like a nice thing. And mm-hmm. slightly in in the same ballpark, this is fun. The the guy, quite a few of the uh, the experienced coders. I, I don't know who the team was that got involved in this, but uh, apparently last time at CloudFest, they started off this project and they completed it during a hackathon session. At this project, this is the Wapagotchi, <laughs> it's hard to say, the Wapagotchi <laughs> project where if you know there's this mascot for WordPress and he's called Wapu and I don't even know what kind of creature he is. He's kind of like an armadillo meets a stoat meets a <laughs> squirrel or something Um, and he's typically curled around a, a WordPress logo. And now you can make your own. They built a web app, which allows you to make your own. So a little bit of fun. I don't know if either of you have got anything about the Mercantile and the Wapagotchi, if not. I the like room.
2: the Mercantile site. Mm, it's I, nice, isn't um, it? Yeah, I like the Code Poetry t-shirt. I might get one of those. Mm. And um, yeah, the, the Wapagotchi, whatever it is. Um, it's funny, I was actually building one of those myself. <laughs> what, a Wapagotchi to... maker? Yeah,
0: yeah. You're joking. Uh, Literally that.
2: Yeah, and it had like a color selector and stuff like. that. I just never got around to finishing it. I just thought it'd be a fun thing to do.
1: Um,
2: but uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they got it done. I think that's <laughs> yeah, brilliant.
0: beat you to the punch, uh, yeah. Rob. It's not all about Mark, you see. No,
1: it's, uh, it's, just, it's just cool. There it's are some just, other things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can go to the it's mercantile.wordpress.org, and a whole load of different things you can get there. And mm. Wapagotchi is wapagotchi.com. And this is the hello world article, but yeah, it explains how the, really? how the, the people sat down and just created a fun little project. Whilst yeah, they yeah. Like that. Uh Speaking of events and all that kind of stuff an important moment. And I don't know if this is a new thing or if this has been going for ages, but I don't honestly remember seeing something like this before. This is WordCamp Europe, 2023, which is not that far away. Now there's a call for mentors. Now, Uh, Usually, we're familiar with call for sponsors, call for speakers. This is a new one on me, at least. They're after people who have experience being speakers at events like WordCamps. I don't know if it's limited to WordCamps, but essentially, they're saying, are you an experienced WordCamp speaker, passionate about sharing your knowledge and helping others strengthen their skills? We're currently seeking speaker mentors for WordCamp Europe 2023 you'll be paired with another conference speaker who is looking for guidance and support, preparing and delivering their presentations. Now, I speak a lot into the camera, but any time I've done public speaking, I I literally fall apart. I, I am physically, you know, my whole body shakes. It, even, you know, in front of a crowd of people that, who I know incredibly well, I I feel great panic. I don't know what's in that. But I I experienced that, and so I could well imagine that there'll be a bunch of people out there who've stuck their neck out, um, decided to be a speaker, have been accepted, and then suddenly caught in that dilemma of, oh my goodness, what have I bitten off here? It's Mm. more than I can chew. So Mm. I just think this is a fabulous initiative, linking people up, one who can help possibly calm the nerves of somebody else, but also give them guidance about what worked well in their presentation, how long to make it, what kind of you know what kind of slides to use and all those kind of things. So again, Rob mm-hmm. and Mark over to you.
1: I think um this is a great idea coming from a bit of a speaking background. Um I have debating training going back as far as high school, going back 40 years. It takes a lot to make your craft to speaking better for the right. audience, for you. And I know that any help that I've ever been able to give any new speakers I've all, at different events, I've always tried to give because it's hard. It takes a lot to get up in front of a group live mm. and 40 people, 50 people. And I know to this day, I still get the butterflies before I take the podium or the stage, and that's 40 years later. So mm. I think it takes a lot. And I think anybody who's... Giving your time as a speaker, first of all, deserves a lot of kudos in my books because it takes a lot to get up there, and let's mm. help those people around. So I like this initiative so much.
0: Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, I, yeah, you. I saw some pictures recently of you. Was it? It wasn't a WordPress event. It was like a podcasting event, right?
1: It was PodCamp uh, Toronto in February. I, I spoke mm. about uh, starting a podcast on a budget. One of my and- favorite
0: still butterflies yeah every time every
1: time and mm. i have an old debating coach of mine who's now retired in his 80s and every time i talk to him he says do you still get the nerves and i say oh yeah he said and that's because you care about what you're doing
0: oh nice turn it around yeah that's great um mark any thoughts on this project or whether you yeah. would
2: ever speak I think uh, I'd, I'd love to speak. I just need to find a decent topic that doesn't bore people to death. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I think this is fantastic. I mean, WordCamp EU is a big event. And, oh. and, the, and the crowds are big. Uh, the yep. audiences are large. So I think um, there's, there's so much valuable information out there that maybe people aren't talking about because they are nervous. So I think it's good for them to be able to gain the confidence to be able to speak, but also great for the community because this is going to open up a lot more voices uh, for, for us to, to hear um, and, and learn from. so I think yeah I think it's brilliant. I remember reading about this and it you know made me feel warm and happy. Yeah, that's right, and the, the, the kind of people that they're looking for is I
0: guess is kind of indicative of where they're seeing this. It's like a counseling kind of role. Uh, mm. We are looking for mentors who are patient, supportive, um, able to provide constructive feedback in a helpful and encouraging Way. Yeah, this is not the, the hard sales pitch type, is it? It's not how to be successful in <laughs> webinars kind of thing. You know, how to yeah. sell 40,000 kilos of your product. Nope, nope. This is about giving up some time to do the right thing to help people who are concerned and just need a bit of yeah. guidance. And you're right. The crowds at WordCamp EU, you know, I, I'm fairly confident that the crowd themselves are nice bunch of nice people, right? But there's still potentially a thousand of them just staring at you
2: waiting yeah. for you to drop your pearls of wisdom and yeah ah, uh, i mean there's there's a lot of people at any event not just work camp but yeah. find it difficult to approach people um mm-hmm. i even noticed that when i'm man in my booth so um you know it's there's all types of people there some people are confident others aren't so this is a, a great way to help those people out
0: you say that there's a there's a quite a few people who don't like to approach your booth. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, funny. Like, I, yeah, but... I, I've often steered clear of your booth.
2: <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, this time, I actually, even though I have a tiny little booth, but I actually split it in half. Um, oh. I had Behind a monitor, I had um, a bunch of swag bags, and it actually enabled people just to come up and take something, and I put some pens there as well, just come up, and I didn't have to interact with me. And on the other side of my booth, I just had people coming up and talking to me. So nice. Um, yeah, it was it was it was interesting, and that way I got rid of a lot more swag. I didn't have to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Nathan, let me let me just since we're talking about, uh, I'll toss out a real quick pro tip for anybody wanting to get into speaking: is learn to practice in front of a mirror. It's oh, the, yeah, the best um my parents when i grew up in montreal used to have a full-length mirror in the bedroom and they hated competition time because it meant i took over (laughs) so (laughs) try that that's that's the best pro tip just to get people going yeah that is really
0: good advice i mean i've I've never done this kind of stuff but i honestly become an absolute mess it's it's really curious how i can do the the podcast and interview people who I've never met before. But as soon as I get in front of people, it's it's a mess. Um, Another pro tip, oddly is about the previous article. This is a good money saving tip. Thank you, Courtney. She said, if you are thinking of buying something from the mercantile store and you have a friend in North America, it might be a good idea for them to purchase it. And if you are planning on meeting up at WordCamp EU, do an exchange there because the international shipping is steep. Yeah, I saw that and I, I didn't really explore into it. Is, it. is it steep enough that it's literally like double the price or something? But anyway, thank you, Courtney. I appreciate the tip. Um, bloggers, developer bloggers, um, or people in the developer space, you'll be pleased to know that WordPress has introduced a dedicated developer blog you can find it at well this story is about it it's called introducing the wordpress developer blog it was published on the 22nd of march by chloe bringman um and it, it is imagine what it features it's going to be featuring blog posts uh, a new home for developers it's called um i'm kind of almost surprised that this didn't exist in the past in the i guess they all just got modeled up with everything else but this is where all of those uh posts in the future are going to go and speaking of which i managed to find one by uh justin tadlock um everything you need to know about spacing and block themes is an example of what it's going to look like you know introduction table of contents and then you get into the meat and the bones it's i got to say I really like this design aesthetic. There's just something really simple. There is nothing in the way of me consuming that content. I'm just straight in on the title, tiny little bit of metadata on the left, which is out the way and I can ignore, and then right into it. And it's just text, some images, and we're off to the races. If we look at Justin's slightly longer one, there we go, clear title, WordPress developer blog at the top, into it, nice clear table of contents. And then he's into... His topic, which is actually really interesting. Mark, being the developer that you are, just kind of stuff. You pleased about this? This is a new playground for you. Yeah, another
2: pl- another resource to look at. I-, I just wonder how this is different from yeah. developer.wordpress.com because there's another developer blog there, um, which is developer.wordpress.com forward slash blog. So I don't know if there's any slight difference in the, the tone of the, the content but um yeah, yeah.
0: maybe maybe there's gonna be an embargo on anything to do with specifically a uniquely dot com feature or something but mm, I don't yeah, really know. Yeah. yeah that's a good maybe. point. Yeah um the URL I've is... written some
2: I've written some stuff for developer.wordpress.com and it was quite quite general, you know just you know stuff. Would about... it have fit in here? Um that I don't know. Mm. Uh, I'd need to read this a bit more and, and learn the context of it. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take a look at it. And um, um, I'm sure there's some great content in there.
0: Yeah, I can't in all good conscience say that I've trawled it a lot. I just wanted to highlight it as a thing. Um, but the the URLs, well, I'll, I'll just strip the URL out and go to a, a new tab quickly. Um, is just developer.wordpress.org and then, you know... Yeah, you if you on. put forward slash blog... Oh, you have to put forward slash blog to get the news, yeah. to get the new theme, don't you? I'd forgotten that, yeah. And maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. There is a way... And oh, follow- news
2: it is, sorry. Thank you. Not blog, it's yeah, news. news.
0: Yeah, I did actually make that mistake earlier myself. Oh, yeah, there we go. Developer.wordpress.org forward slash news. Mm-hmm. And you get a nice search bar. And at the minute, that looks like, well, there's four articles featured on the homepage and quite a there's, few there already. content. Yeah, there's quite a little bit that's been added. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go check it out. I don't know if you've got anything to say about that. No, it's really.
1: just another great resource for the community. And we mm-hmm. could use all the resources we can get. So, go check yeah. it out.
0: Okay, so there we go. Yeah, uh, I'll link to that in the show notes, developer.wordpress.org forward slash news gets you the the full Monty. Um, Antonio, thanks for dropping by and leaving your comment. This is going back to the um, helping out with uh, WordPress speakers. Uh, I'm a bit anti-social at events and try to avoid booths, but talking to Mark at WordCamp Europe 2022 in Europe was one of the best things that ever happened to me. (laughs) Oh, that's such a nice comment. It warms the cockles. Thank you, Anthony. And then he goes on to say the previous comment was not true. No, he didn't say that. Uh, (laughs) I am a bit anti-social at events. Oh, no, it's the same same comment. Yeah, he's repeated himself. WS form Addict since then. <laughs> Yay, Mark, turn around. Oh, that's lovely. What go. a nice thing for you to write, Antonio. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. So here's the WP drama for this week. This is a post on the WP Minute podcast. Uh, Matt Medeiros produces a podcast, which is a, a pithy and short summation of a WordPress story. during the Well, typically, I think once a week and this time the article is entitled what's the problem with awesome motive it it does it does it in two ways really you can either listen to the you can either listen to the audio or i believe the transcript is a faithful representation of what he says so you can read it here instead but this this is a this is something that just came up blew up during the course of this week where there was there was clearly some commentary largely on twitter which was um How should we say, which was having a go, a little bit of a go at the way that some WordPress plugins make it very, very easy to onboard you to their service. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you'd be crazy to make it difficult to onboard people into your product. I mean, talk about marketing 101 so you're easy in the road into subscription is dead simple, but then what about the opposite side of that coin? What about the fact that you, you no longer need that product or service? That's you want right. to step sorry yeah sorry, yeah uh, you want to step away and but that that journey is fraught with difficulty and the the finger got pointed i think obliquely i don't think anybody directly pointed the finger at awesome motive, but I think matt. Teased that out and figured out that's where the finger was in fact pointing, and then created a podcast about it. Now you can you can obviously go through. He talks about much more than just that. He talks about Awesome Motive as a company and all of that kind of stuff. But my the thing that I want to raise really around this is this whole approach to plug-in development where you gather people in and then make it incredibly difficult to leave. Now whether or not the, the I saw a what's it called? Like a wireframe, like a flowchart. That's the word I'm after. Mm -hmm. A flowchart of a WordPress plugin, whether or not it was an awesome motive plugin, I don't know. But it it was a flowchart of the process of unsubscribing from the subscription. And it was utterly, utterly tortuous. (laughs) The end point, it ended at two successful places. So there were two tiles on the on the flowchart which indicated success, and there must have been fifty tiles which indicated misdirection. Buttons, yep. you know, put in the decision wrong place. Making. Decision yep. trees just being diverted to an yet another and yet another and yet another page where you had to figure out, well, where's the correct path on the journey here? Hmm. And so the conversation around that really, you know, is this. Is this something that's ethical? Is this something we wanna we wanna promote? Do we wanna trash this publicly? What do we think?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna jump my two cents in. So I have big problems with the way Automotive awesome or other plugin or other IT companies lock people in and don't let them get out, especially their data. So that's an issue for me. So. I want to draw parallels with this big monster company we all love to hate called Google. And what Google does is they have a feature called Google Takeout at takeout.google.com. And basically, it allows you to get any of your data outside of their ecosystem and download it across all their services. And that's going the extra mile. But I'm sorry, if it takes me 20 buttons to cancel my subscription. Uh, Another pro tip, use a prepaid credit card for your subscription to just me on it when it renews. (laughs) But um, then this becomes a pain in the butt. Like, do they think that by forcing me to be difficult to cancel my subscription, I'm going to support them and have nice things to say about them or any other company across Twitter or any other social media. So, Let's make it easy. If customers don't want to be your customer, let's let them get out of it real quickly. Push a button, be done, go away. And I think the other problem going on is AwesomeMotive has entwined themselves into some big brands like WP Beginner, All-in-One SEO, Easy Digital Downloads, and so on. So they're all, all plugins that everybody likes to use, and they're just making it so difficult. So... I have to agree with Matt on this take to be honest with him. Do you think the do you think the incentive here from
0: the plug-in manufacturer okay does does their decision tree go a bit like this if anybody's clicked on the cancel now button we already know they're going to cancel right yes. so that decision's been made a proportion of them will give up cancelling because we've presented enough obstacles along that journey that let let's just make up a number 2% 3% will give up and they'll just subscribe for another year in other words we'll get a little bit more revenue for absolutely nothing we won't have to do anything because we know they're not going to use the product anymore we haven't done anything illegal because because you know you can cancel if you if you want to go through that process but um, but we'll we'll gain a little bit more revenue by customers, which we know we've already lost anyway. So that's kind of I assume what they're thinking. But kind of every every almost like every fiber of my body thinks, well, that's a that's a peculiar stance
2: to take. So Mark, over to you. Yeah, I I wonder what the long term ramifications are of behaving this way. Um, it, it it feels like it's leaving a sour taste in a lot of customers' mouths. Um, could that impact their decision-making? Because, uh, you know, also Motive own a lot of brands. Um, if you were to consider one of their other products and you've gone through their process, could that impact negatively? I'm sure they've got data on this, um, that for some reason they think that these crazy cancellation processes make sense to them. Um, maybe they are making money out of it. Uh, you, you know, it's also the the front-end side of it as well that I see, which kind of frustrates me. And I, and I actually post... I don't usually air frustration on Twitter. I like to stay behind the scenes. But, um, you know, I I use Easy Digital Downloads for for our plugin. And um, up popped this notification with three spelling errors in it in the space of about 20 words. And when I clicked on it, it was then encouraging me to upgrade to their pro version. And I was curious whether signing up for the pro version would actually opt me into their usage tracking. And I contacted them and I I reaffirmed it with them twice. And I'm still not sure I've got the right answer back for them. But they said that if you do sign up for the pro edition, it would sign me up for their usage tracking. And I thought that's a bit strange because there was nothing legal wise along the way that said that that was going to happen. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, and I also didn't like the way that the, they've recently changed the term usage tracking to join the community. So it, it's almost trying to fool people into doing things and clicking buttons that have different ram- different ramifications from what you actually think you're clicking on. So for it to say join the community and that actually means they're getting your sales figures every week, uh, that troubled me. Um, because you're not joining a community there's no nothing community about it when that when that button is clicked so um yeah i i don't know it, it must it obviously must work for them they must be making money out of this this procedure and i think you know we in this community even in twitter and even on wp bills we're a very small group of people there are so many thousands of customers out there that don't get involved in this community and and just buy a product and just deal with it so, yeah, maybe it's, it's certainly not anything I would want to do with my product. If somebody wants to cancel my plugin, I cancel it, I refund it. I don't even ask any questions. It's just not, not worth the grief. Um, sometimes a customer will say to me, hey, uh, I couldn't get it to do this. Could I have a refund? And I'll go back and say, it can do that. I'm going to process your refund, but just don't want to let you know it can do that. And they'll sometimes come back and say, whoa, 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 don't cancel it. Uh, that's as far as I'll go on the cancellation front. Um, and I have no hard sell banners within the product itself either. That's just the way I like to work. Um, but, you know, also motivate to do things a different way.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this dies. Now. I mean, typically in the WordPress space, when we get any kind of WP drama, it has the shelf life of usually less than a week. So yeah. it'd be interesting to watch this to see if uh, there's any long-term things. I know that mm. deceptive design, as it's now called, um, as opposed to dark patterns, which it used to be called, it does, does seem to be something which people more generally are being switched onto. You know, if you mm. went into a car dealership um, and your, your car was clearly broken and it was still under warranty and you'd had it for two or three days, you really wouldn't accept it from the, the person sitting behind the counter over there to say, no. I'm sorry, your warranty doesn't count. No, no, you can ask me a thousand times and we're not going to do anything. And I Mm -hmm. guess people are beginning to become a bit more savvy with that on the internet and any kind of weirdness, dark pattern, buttons which look like a yes when they are in fact Mm -hmm. a no, Mm -hmm. those kind of things are getting increasingly called out. So anyway, the piece that was called, What's the Problem with Awesome Motive? You can find it on the WP Minute. Dot com. It was produced on the 23rd of March, 2023. Now, interestingly, kind of t- tied to that, but n- ap- apropos of nothing, you know, there's no connection between Matt's piece and this. But it's interesting, over on the Verge website, now, the FTC is a phrase that I hear a lot. And I know it's got to do with tech, and I know it's got to do with keeping tech companies in within the legal system. I don't actually know what FTC stands for. Somebody could-
1: Federal Trade Commission. Okay, perfect. That's US. great. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so they're looking into putting something on the books which would make it illegal. The, the proposal is something called click to cancel. Um, and this rule would let you cancel any kind of thing, memberships it mentions on the website. And the process has to be as easy as it is to sign up. So if you have an incredibly difficult sign-up process, firstly, good luck with that. But secondly, I presume you'll be allowed to have an equally difficult you know, um, backing out cancellation policy. But most companies want to do the dead easy sign-up. One click, you're off to the races. Well, if it's easy, as easy to sign up as it is with one click, then the idea would be that it would be the same on the other side. It would be just as easy to cancel. This strikes me as a really, really sensible law. They point to the fact that in the real world, they use gyms as an example. I'm not a member of a gym, so I don't know how this is. But they talk about the fact that you you rock up to the gym for the first time, sign a piece of paper, and you're basically a member But then cancelling that membership, you have to you have to do things like go home and make a phone call and go through various things. And they have trained operatives on the other end of that phone who are very good at talking you down and trying to explain why you're missing out on this, that and the other thing and just trying to obfuscate and just put you off the scent, really. So I think Mm -hmm. this seems on the face of it to be the answer, right? Could be the end of timeshares as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this—I this, mean, presumably, Mark, your plugin—or I don't know, maybe, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you've got things to tweak, but
2: that—that that seems like just common sense default. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tend to find if if somebody is considering cancelling because they don't know whether it's got functionality or not, they'll ask. You know, they won't just cancel. It's very rare that someone will just cancel because they couldn't find something. Yeah. Um, I tend to find that customers will make an inquiry about, you know, how do I do this? And then we'll help them out with it. Um, usually our cancellations are things like maybe they've lost a contract and they're not working on it anymore or they're not working with the customer anymore. And why make the process of cancelling difficult? Um, I'd much rather end the relationship with the customer with them feeling happy so that when they consider my plugin in future, they'll come back. Uh, if I make that cancellation process difficult, it's a sour flavor in their mouth and that they and they're not going to come back in future. So yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to keep it simple. I think this is a great great thing.
0: Um so uh, as always interesting to get a uh, a contrary point of view. Atis <laughs> Atif, sorry, Atif. Uh says as much as I agree with you as a dev- as a dev it's important to learn why customers are leaving mm-hmm. as there may be holes that could be plugged or improvements so I do opt to handle some way Of getting that data. So, is it a bit like the? I don't know, if you want to install a plugin, occasionally you'll get that one modal pop up which says, why are you uninstalling this? And you get a choice of three things, five things, and then you can cancel. I think I have that, I have that. It's just a simple question, and that's as far as it goes. And in many cases, that question can be ignored. I think what Mm -hmm. Matt Medeiros was describing, or at least what he was being, um, what he was creating that post in response to, was not that it was mm. it was a fairly lengthy journey with many <laughs> tripwires on the way where it was i think as many as sort of seven or eight pages deep mm. so it wasn't like okay tell us the reason that you're leaving it was here's a here's a page find the next page button well it's buried at the bottom try another one go through and yet another page then a modal then click the correct thing in the modal then go to yet another page Mm -hmm. and then finally one last page where you click another button and finally you're out you know i think it was that kind of level judging by the um the modal sorry the um the, the flow chart that we saw uh, then he goes on to say it's a fine line, but as Mark says, off, uh, more often than not, people rush to get a refund when actually they can do what they like to do. That's great feedback for me as it's not as user-friendly as I thought. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, actually, at what level people think this stuff is okay. We've, we always get comments when a WordPress plugin posts an ad in the dashboard. I wonder mm-hmm. if this will lead to a whole series of how, how acceptable is it? to ask us for information before cancelling happens. And, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Peter Ingersoll. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> he's back. He is back. Look at that. <clears throat> the clocks changed. Of course they did. Yeah, the clocks went forward here in the UK. So Peter in Connecticut is an hour behind, but thanks for joining us, Peter. It's, he's in Connecticut. It's 8 degrees centigrade, 47 degrees Fahrenheit. That's quite nice. Um, and he says, the lack of transparency... When it comes to WP beginner tutorials and best ranking, hmm. has greatly tarnished my opinion of AM. Yeah.
1: Anything to add before we put the drama behind us? I do, actually. Peter, you hit on a great point about uh, the best rankings. Um, there was a well known computer magazine back in the day, PC Mag. And we all probably remember it. Hmm. And they used to do top ten rankings, but if you ever looked, their top ten rankings were all based on what their advertisers were in the magazine. So, you know. (laughs) Oh, I I, see. Yeah. (laughs) Peter, your your astuteness has hit it on the nail. Thank you, sir. Okay, (laughs) okay.
0: So go and check both of those pieces out. The Verge, uh, the Verge article, and the Matt Medeiros one. I will link to in the show notes, which come out tomorrow. You'll need to subscribe. To get them, actually, you don't. You can just go to the WordPress, the WP Build website tomorrow and search for this episode. So, you know, subscribe mm-hmm. if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if you do subscribe, there's a button at the bottom of every email that says unsubscribe. <laughs> Guess what that does?
1: 15 uh, pages. Yeah, oh, no,
0: it goes, it's a series of 200 questions <laughs> that you have to answer correctly about WordPress functions. <laughs> and then once you've done that, you can unsubscribe. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It funneled the Matt west card to be <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's, the,
0: it's the one click on in, uh, on subscribe I promise. okay, here's another nice thing. we had earlier the the well here it is look the, the call for mentors this is this is such a nice little project. This is give WP along with a variety of other companies I might add. Um, we mentioned it last week but only in passing really it's called the give back a thom non-profit hackathon you can find it at givewp.com and then the next four words are hyphenated so give back a thon each separated by a hyphen again in the show notes the idea really is that you you come to this website and if you are a non-profit we call them charities in the uk but non-profit you fill out your form you can you can see that i've incorrectly filled out this form because all the fields have turned red i uh, didn't put anything in but you fill it in with the basic data about why you would like to have your website built for you gratis for free and they're going to do this for three non-profit companies there are some incentives aside from that if you're not one of the lucky three there are some other things on offer uh, it's open for 27 days that is to say the the form will be open for 27 days and i guess at that point the decision making begins and here we go three complete websites built from stellar for stellar nonprofits. um they are going to be you, you you get some free stuff thrown in to make your website sort of stand out a little bit more and bring some functionality you get give wp stellar wp products including yoast oh and also yoast premium bertha ai and look at that, Mark, bit of a mm. bit of a coup for you. WS Form gets thrown in there. You also mm. get free hosting on the Nexus platform. Five runners-up are going to get a GiveWP Pro plan. Uh, ten finalists, so I was obviously whittling it down to ten, they're going to get 50% off the GiveWP plan and 25% off for anybody who signs up and just gives it a go.
2: So, yeah, this is nice, isn't it? Yeah, and I think... Um, don't quote me on this, but I think we're actually giving away the uh, the additional stuff for two or three years as well. So it'll you know it won't just be for the first year. So they they're actually going to get it for a longer time. Let's be nice. see
0: if we can find it. it doesn't seem yeah. to mention it. Oh yeah, three years. Look, there you go. Yeah. Ne- oh, it says Nexus Hosting sponsor and will provide hosting and for the grand prize for three years.
2: Yeah, so we're we're definitely giving it for three years. So. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'm forms, assuming that will be the same for them.
0: And I believe it was, um, so when we talked about the the Stellar WP suite, that includes things like iTheme security, yeah. um, Cadence, obviously, if, you, yeah, you know, if you're struggling. Calendar. Yeah, so they'll be able to build you a really credible site, mm. but completely for free. So, you know, if you're a non-profit, I don't think there's any requirement to be in any way connected with, a technology or wordpress or anything like that i think this is just I open to so. anybody yeah. and i but i don't know yeah. what the criteria are for deciding your worthiness as as mm-hmm. being a winner but obviously there will be some criteria but the give form won't take you long uh give it a go exactly yeah. yeah thank you mark
1: for uh chipping in that makes it absolutely uh, yeah yeah any thoughts on this rob just a hats off to Stellar WP, all their partners, including Mark, Bertha, and anybody else involved. Uh, well done. They give back to the community and the, the non-profits. So, you know, well done.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you've obviously got to provide your name and organ. Okay, here's the question. Um, you need to provide your, I don't know what this means, but I presume it's some kind of official accreditation. Your EIN. EIN yeah, yeah, is like a U.S. company number. Okay, right. Before and your then ID your charity family. ID if you're in the yeah. UK, that's something that you mm-hmm. can provide. So okay. I I don't think you could be applying for this if you weren't a bona fide already set up, mm. already baked in the oven, out there in the wild uh, charity. I don't think this is for yeah. people who are thinking about starting a charity. So though a few little tiny teeny caveats, but otherwise, yeah. Give mm. that a go. All right. Righty ho. WP Turbo, this is so cool. I love this website. I am just going to open it up in a new tab. So, WP Turbo is a, a tool where you you go in and you you basically a bit like me. You don't really have the chops to do certain things, but you know that the solutions are out there. So, you could go Google them and take your chances with that. Probably take you quite a long time, or you can go to Turbo WP and uh, oh. That's quite kind of them. I've never noticed that. we have got our logo on there. Bless them. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can do things like the menu generator, the post type generator, Mm -hmm. the theme.json generator, and so on. And so you you go through the process. It asks you some questions. um, It's not really questions, but you fill out the forms, Mm -hmm. what you want it to have, blah, blah, blah. You can see on the screen here. It's really, really cool. And then you download it as a snippet, which you then put into your Mm -hmm. functions.php file. So there's one right there, right? The basic one that they start with. Um, but as of this release, you can now invoke this button, which says download as a plugin. Mm. So you can then do exactly that. You no longer need to do your uh, contact your developer if you're non-skilled. If you're happy that whatever you've done is okay, and you don't want to have any contact with the developer, you can now download it as a plugin. I, I realize that for this audience, this is probably a bit Moot, But nevertheless, I think for people who are not familiar with using, I don't know, functions.php or where that might live or anything like that, download it as a plugin, upload it to your website, and boom, you're good to go. I just think this is so cool. So that's the initiative that they're announcing. Um, WordPress Coding Standard Integration has also been announced uh, on this post. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but the bit that caught my attention was the fact that yeah, you can just download this as a plugin. But if anybody mm. in the comments does know what they mean by coding standard integration, I'd be pleased to know. So again, over
2: to you, fellas. What do you think? I like that. Yeah, um, I like that it's not AI. Uh, it looks like it's actually yeah, it generating... is. Yeah, it's just a human did it. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it looks like... and I, I'm assuming that the WordPress coding standard would mean that the code it's generating is according to WordPress coding standards which is nice. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I like the, the download plugin that would make it a lot easier for people to integrate that. But, um,
0: but also just that idea that if you, if you step through the hoops, let's just go back, let's do, I don't know, post type generator. Yeah. And let's just, let's just take immediately what we've got. If you're not, if you've never done this before, and you've never taken an interest some of this immediately starts to sort of oh yeah i, I get it a little bit you know it yeah. starts to teach you yeah. a little bit about how it works look every line every line within the label is the same you know there's some kind mm. of syntax going on there why is there a little bit at the front followed by this peculiar little arrow what's all that about and you would just start to start to get an idea of how this works and what it's doing yeah. and i just think it's i just think yeah. it's such a all good the project. bits
2: that you forget about are there yeah yep so. yep yeah. yeah. and then you can
0: oh, obviously build it up Name things, yeah. change yeah. the labels of things, all there. I I actually think... So I've used a, a plugin in the past, which I, I really like. It's by Web Dev Studios. It's called mm-hmm. Custom Post Type UI. Mm-hmm. And and it does yeah. all of this in a plugin. Yeah. But the, this strikes me as... This, I could easily replace it right here, and it would do exactly the same thing. And and I would just have my own little unique plugin, which feels like... I don't know. It just feels like there's, there's something it's nice actually- about that. Quite
2: a nice way of learning how to code for WordPress. That's as what well. I mean. Yeah, that's what I was trying you, to illustrate. You could come in yeah. here and begin the journey, right? Yeah. So, as you, as you tweak things, you can see how that, how that affects the code.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happens. I don't know if it does it on the fly. So, if we uncheck things, does it do that as we go, if you know what I'm, I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 it does look. Did you notice it? it yeah, yeah. yeah yes. As we were doing it on the screen slightly lower down. So, let's check it. Yeah, that's cool. Not. Isn't it cool? It's really yeah, great. Yeah. Right? Well done.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it really does have a broad range of things. Like I said, right at the top, let's go back to the oops, 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 oops go to the main site. Post type generator, taxonomy generator, menus, short codes, hook yeah. generator, WP config, uh, starter plugin generator, theme.json, and then forty more. Um mm. WordPress admin related, WordPress query generators, other WordPress generators, a Google Woo, font loader, that's cool. Yeah, WooCommerce yeah. stuff couple for elementor. Fabulous. Oh, that's good. That's really cool. Elementor yeah. widget. Elementor widget. So there you go, you can yeah. build your your elemental widgets. well. Anyway, now it's a, now it's available downloading as a plugin. So that's very very cool indeed. Fantastic. I like that. Mm, indeed. Right. Okay. Um eh. wow. <laughs> okay. Ouch. Uh obviously, you know, when I mentioned security, I've caveated the whole thing with how I'm not a coder, so you know, I really do understand that things break, but still, this does seem like quite a bad one. Um, Hacker News and almost every news outlet on the planet, I think this one actually made it onto the front page of uh, of a few actual real world newspapers in the UK. Oh. It was deemed that serious. Uh, Critical Woo Commerce payments plugin floor patched in 500 oh, wow. Wow, 500 plus thousand WordPress websites. And I'll just quote quickly. Patches have been released for a critical security flaw impacting the WooCommerce payments plugin for WordPress, which is installed over half a million times. The flaw, if left unresolved, could enable a bad actor um, to get... I was going to... Come up with some actor who I thought was quite bad at this point, but then I thought, just forget it, Wrigley, just move <laughs> on. Uh, we could enable a bad actor to gain unauthorized admin access to impacted stores. Uh, the company said on the 23rd. Uh, put differently, the issue could p- permit an unauthenticated attacker to impersonate an administrator, and here it is, completely take over a website without any user interaction or social engineering requirement. Now, I could be wrong. But that line seems to be about as bad as it gets in terms of security. I can't imagine a, a line being much worse than that. The bottom line is if you're, if you're in any way connected with WooCommerce and you suspect that you're using WooCommerce payments, which a lot of you are, please go and get it updated and save yourself a lot of trouble. I imagine that within 20 minutes of this being announced, the hackers started paying great attention to it because where there's WooCommerce, there's money. And where there's money, there's an incentive to do it quickly, right? So anyway, I don't know if either of you have got anything on this. Mark, I think you did, didn't you, before we started recording, you said you'd had a little little poke around.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always interested just just to look at the um, change log and see how this occurred. From what I gather, and Rob can probably back me up on this and explain this as well, because Rob's really the security expert here, but um it appeared that what had happened was in the code for the site uh, for for the uh woocommerce payments plugin it looked like it was old testing code where yes. you could inject the user id using what's called an http header so when you make a request to a web server There are various HTTP headers that get set up, things like, hey, here's what browser I'm using, here's the type of content I accept, et cetera, et cetera. And there was a custom HTTP header that could be set, and that would numerically set the user ID on the website. And it appeared that that code had been in there for quite some time from what I had read, so I'm quite surprised it hadn't been pulled out at some point. Um, And that was basically the vulnerability. Somebody discovered that piece of code, uh, they immediately removed that piece of code. I think it was an include file or something um but uh yeah really really surprising that that fell through the hoop uh because that 's a very significant security flaw yeah
1: i 'm i 'm nodding my head because i couldn 't have said it any better Mark thank you um One thing I would throw out there before everybody in the community gets bent out of shape um the word is they've patched it. So be fair, they haven't ignored it. Security is a big thing based on trust. And I think Mm -hmm. they've done their job on this one. They've, Mm -hmm. uh, vulnerabilities come out, they've patched it. The other thing I would say to anybody who's running a Woo store is guys, please don't leave your plugins out of date for three months at a time. You got to get on those weekly, if not bi-weekly. If you're not going to do it, um, get somebody to do it for you. And also make sure you got backups and you've tested those backups to make sure you can do a restore. Because I've seen cases where code's been injected and you've got to go back five backups. I've seen that happen. And sometimes you got to go back and then you realize, oh geez, my restore doesn't work properly. So, like that be the lesson. Like, these are gonna happen. Security vulnerability is gonna happen. If you look at any of the vulnerability reports, patch stack reported that 42% of all WordPress sites have at least one vulnerable plugin in their year end roundup this year. And we need to be aware of numbers like that. And we need to make sure we're updating our websites. Usually when I get to look at a website of this magnitude, I can guarantee you the plugins are six months out of date. There's no backup. The hosting backups a mess. And then the poor client is in a conundrum on what to do. So like do the right thing from step up and, and then you'll be okay. These are going to happen.
2: Yeah. I like how transparent they yep. were about this. Um, Each- when they found it, they immediately jumped on it, got it fixed. They, they also worked in with the, you know, the plugin team to make sure that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, plugins were updated because they do have that magic button. I think they can press to make that happen. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they dealt with it the right way. Um, and, yeah. and by jumping on it quickly hopefully they've uh, stopped a lot of sites being vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I wonder I wonder how how high up in the list of priorities WooCommerce especially something like this how it figures in the hackers mind in other words is this a drop what you're doing let's concentrate on WooCommerce for the next few days. Mm. Or if this is actually, let's crack on with our Android exploit because that's probably more profitable. I don't know. But this one felt like a bad one. Taking over potentially half a million websites as an administrator. I don't know what havoc you could cause, but it could be a very, very large amount. And a lot of it involving siphoning money to the wrong destination, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The minimum money's involved, the priority goes up exponentially by a thousand. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Does it? Yeah, they did they did the right thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: Right. Um sorry just quickly going backwards in time Antonio thank you he says ironically the pro version will include ai snippets i think we're talking about wp turbo so that's mm. interesting so the pro version uh, adopts some ai stuff okay interesting stuff no uh, yeah 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 <laughs> well you know what if if they have a if they have a subsection which says generated by ai that I think is fair, fair play, right? Yeah. As long as it's, but, as long as it's yeah, clear, label yeah. it, label it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you want it? Do you want it full of hole? Do you want it full of like problems? <laughs> With, tick the AI button, yeah. Um, and Atif says uh, ACF now has C- CPT in their latest update, mm. um, custom post types. Yeah, about time. Yeah. Oh, is this a new piece of news that I missed? I did not see that. Can we do that yeah, next so week? But ACF Mark, is Bob, normally.
2: Yeah, so yeah, ACF is normally custom fields and they're going to be introducing custom post type configuration into it. So huh. um yeah, so because I, I use ACF a lot. I love ACF. I use ACF I, a lot. Yeah. And I use uh, CPT UI. That's uh, the one I was one. mentioning,
0: custom post types yeah. UI, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this is actually going to bundle them uh, all together into ACF. So interesting. Um,
0: yeah. Uh Atif, I wonder if you know whether that is pro or free. Um, I don't know. That sounds like maybe it would be a pro feature. That's cool, though. I did. I missed that piece of news. Oh, honestly, I have one thing to do each week. It's to find the WordPress news, and i failed to find that bit. But let's carry on regardless. Uh, Mark was very kind uh, over the last week or so. Firstly, he came on a show with me, and he did a demo, which was really nice of him. But he also offered up two of his licenses. I'm just going to refresh this page quickly. And I've, we've decided who the two winners were. The form was open. We had about, I don't know, 25 or something like that. And I whittled it down to the, the four that I thought were most, most winnable. You had to fill out a form. Guess who made the form? It was w, It was a, WF, a WS form. And, um, and we've decided that two winners, I won't say surnames, but Sean and Ian, uh, I'll be in touch in the next day or so. You are going to be the happy custodians of a uh, of a license for WS form. It's the personal edition, and I'm sure that if I contact you, you'll be able to in some way reach out to Mark and make that happen. So Ian and Sean, you were the only people with those names who filled out the form. So if you filled out the form and your name was Ian or Sean, uh, you are the winner. If your name was Ian... And you've secondarily filled out the form under the pseudonym of Sean. Well, you've won it twice.
1: Congratulations Congratulations.
0: (laughs) for fooling us with your AI bot. Oh, thank you, Nomad Skateboarding. That's really kind. Uh, By the way, as Mark said, if you go to that page, you can still get 20% off WS form if you weren't a winner. So, you know, you can do that. Righty-ho. Shopify is the way. that's uh, Andrew Palmer. Yeah, yeah. That's I suppose there's something to be said for that. Andrew I'm, is no doubt talking about the WooCommerce debacle. Uh, okay, right. Right, let's move on, the way. Let's put the screen back on and take the comment away. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Da-da-da, we've done that one. Okay, I didn't put this one here, I don't think. Did one of you put this one here? Was it you, Mark? No, maybe I did put it here. Um, this was the story that OpenAI basically. We're talking about AI a lot. I apologize, but AI broke last week. It was a bug. Oh, good grief! I mean, sigh. If you if you were a user of OpenAI last week, and my understanding is you had to be on their paid plan, it's quite possible that your your name address. And some portion of your payment details uh, came into other people 's conversations I, I did have this one. I remember it now and <laughs> how horrific it was um, i don 't even know what to say, so the idea everybody goes to chat gpt it 's a blank screen you 've got a text field, you type something into the text field, and you hope for an input back but what i 'm guessing what was happening is people were putting in their query, and then unexpectedly. Part of the result that was coming back was people's names, addresses, email addresses, um, and four four
2: digits of people. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether this was appearing in the chat itself or if it was maybe in the account page or something. It's not very clear, but I okay. mean that's that is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, From a security
1: um, perspective and a privacy issue. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> um, well, <Yeah. laughs> apparently this
0: this vulnerability, whatever it was, was only ex- was only exploitable for something in the region of eight hours or something like that. Only
1: eight well, hours. Only eight hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you've got to imagine. I don't know. It feels as if that wouldn't have been in the admin UI because, in some way, uh. like that, that would be. Inexcusable now right to be to be literally putting the incorrect information in a UI of yeah. people 's names and addresses because that problem's been solved a decades ago, right We know how to do account pages, but we don 't know how to do chat, so i'm guess i 'm going to just put my foot out and say, I think this probably appeared in the the chat but i don't
2: know. oh actually so, sorry in the second paragraph there just say um if They were clicking on my account and then manage my subscription between 1 am and 10. Oh, a.m., I'm wrong then. Okay, uh, it was, yeah, show, so it was showing in, <clears throat> in the in the uh, the my account page. You
0: know what the problem is? They got AI to build their my account page. That's
2: right, they, the AI made all their code. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's anyway, <sense>. it's,
1: it's, <laughs> a
0: serious point if you were if you are a paid user it is it is possible that your name address email address and four digits i mean come on nobody's going to guess the other what is it 12 or something but still not ideal (sighs) sigh right okay no we'll do that one in a minute let's go to this one okay this this is this is amazing right you've all anybody who listens to this you've got to do this because it's it is fascinating So we're familiar with the cookie. We know what the cookie does. It maintains some kind of state. You're you're logged in, you're not logged in, and so on. Now, obviously... There's a lot of pushback against cookies. There's a lot of endeavors to obliterate cookies, to periodically wipe cookies, to have extensions in browsers which prevent third-party cookies and so on. And so a lot of ingenious people have come up with other ways of figuring out who you are. And one of the most interesting ones is called web fingerprinting. So rather than having anything to do with a cookie, what this does is it sucks out information about your browser session And then just takes a ton of data and figures out something, some unique combination that you've got. So, for example, your IP address, what extensions you've got installed, what the browser, sorry, what the viewport size is, what um, CPU you're running, what OS you're running. All of this stuff is given away freely. And then it creates a fingerprint of you, which is then trackable. And it turns out, sellable on the internet and honestly go to this page it's called Uh the post is simply called web fingerprinting is worse than I thought and go and see if you could if you can be caught up in this because I I thought I'm being a bit clever. You know, I've got my Brave browser switched on. I've got all my shields up. I've got a few plugins, extensions installed. I'm in an incognito window, so you can't see them. But the the point is, I thought, there's no way I'm going to be fingerprintable. Oh, I was so fingerprintable. So you go down here, uh, go to the bottom of the page, and you click on fingerprint.com. You just go there once. And then it'll it'll make an it'll draw that fingerprint. It'll put together that fingerprint. Then go open up an incognito session of the same browser, and you're thinking to yourself, "I'm going to go in there, and the the unique string will be different." No, no, they got you. Um, just try it. Go there. Try it now. Have either of you two tried it?
1: No,
2: Not I'm, I'm worried if I try it that I'm going to be in a database forevermore. Hopefully. Yeah, well, the <laughs> thing is, sell me to someone yeah, else. Yeah, just resize <laughs> your browser or something, yeah. or
0: change your IP address quickly. <laughs> um, and but it, it totally got me. So my Brave session it, it tracked me, even though I was in an incognito mode. So it proved to me that it was possible. However, Firefox, if you're into this kind of stuff, Firefox has I've got a new config setting. Uh, called Privacy Revi- Resist Fingerprinting. And if you set that's true, you go to about.config in Firefox. Yeah. And I tested it in Firefox when that had been activated, and it didn't work. Every single time I went to the, the fingerprinting.com page, it gave me a, new, a
1: okay. new thing.
0: So all I'm saying is forget cookies. They got you. They got you anyway. Yeah. They yeah. know who you are um and it's a apparently it's just some big guy in a leather chair stroking a cat he's the guy gathering, <laughs> gathering all the, he's called mr evil or something he's uh he's the guy gather just honestly though doesn't this stuff freak you out this is not yeah. what i want the internet to be
2: i've been doing this for years though yeah this, they shouldn't be is, doing it for it's, years <laughs> it's naughty yeah. <laughs> yeah they shouldn't have been but they, yeah they do it's funny like the the screen stuff is all javascript based so i assume that firefox uh, setting you can do must must misreport the screen width or just set it to zero or something so um I don't know how that would impact some sites that use that data for like responsiveness.
1: It's I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really not sure. Yeah. Uh, like a user agent, and stuff like that, blocking that. That's, that's yeah. I, and my understanding is it's not just one data point, it's a whole mishmash mm. of different anything that they can grab. Yeah. Grab and yep. draw, draw, you know, whatever they can get for you. And if yep. you think about it, like there's no way that me, you, and Rob, if we just did what OS you're using, Well, probably there's one or two options there, maybe three. What browser are we on? That's possibly different. Mm -hmm. Tell me all of the plugin uh, extensions you've got for your browser. I don't think there's any chance that the three of us have got the same ones. We might share a few, but not all of them. Viewport size, CPU. I I can't off the top of my head think of anything else which might go into that cocktail, but I bet there's more. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean the to- even the time zone stuff that immediately differentiates us right yeah internet
1: um, provider
2: yeah yep. yeah and you said it was javascript but
0: now it's being sold as a service so this hmm. data can now be sold and mm-hmm. so it's just another way of tracking you around the internet i mean the hope i guess would be that browsers like firefox will set this to true just by default at some point when they've run all the tests mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there's a case for wishing this to happen in the same way that some people just like to be tracked because, you know, they would prefer having the, the the ads which represent their desires rather than the ads which don't. But personally, I feel the trade-off isn't worth it, and I'd rather have this set up. So anyway, it's called string.com. Search for the article on the 19th of March, and you can see that, and, uh, you know, go yeah. and see. Uh, Atif said, they're going to get you no matter what you do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, right. i
2: um, will always find
0: a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got my access to the, to, to the Steve Jobs deal. I got access to? I think it's the
2: voice of Steve Jobs.
0: Oh, yeah. oh we're back onto AI there. Sorry, I thought this was about this. I will look <laughs> at that a little bit later. Right, we're very fast approaching the top of the hour, so let's just quickly do, we did that one, we did that one. We'll go back to this one. The, I... Oh, I love this stuff, but at the same time, it's so weird. If you want to hear the oldest recorded pieces of piece of music, bright Spark found a cuneiform tablet with music on it. Well, what they figured was music. They then figured out what the most likely, um, how to describe it, key that music could have been in, because obviously in in the West, at least anyway, we're all, we're all listening to, we're all tuned in to enjoy the same kind of sounds. And back in Sumeria, um, not so, and they figured it out three and a half, three, 3.4 thousand year old piece of music. And, uh, it's not very good, really. (laughs) Uh, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna sell a lot put it that way you know <laughs> Spotify not, looking not, at a, not a platinum <laughs> yeah. record no i'm I'm jesting you know I, I <laughs> of course it's good it's good because it's ancient and it's fascinating and all of that but it's it's not gonna set the pulse <laughs> racing. I will include it in the show notes it's on the open culture website just fascinating how is it possible that we can resurrect music from three nearly three and a half thousand years ago okay mm. that's it that's all I've got no it isn't no, it isn't. I've got a special treat for you. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> dear! Okay, so so there I am, right there I am, and what is what? on Nathan's? What's head? above Nathan's head? What's above? Nathan said. What is russian it? dolls <laughs> oh stop it that was too easy <laughs> oh those of you that are listening i um uh, those of you that are listening i put, I put a little mask on it's not brilliant. a mask as in on my face i put a mask <laughs> so that you can only see the bit at the top russian dolls it is yeah do you know what the real name for russian dolls is because i did know it and i've forgotten it but there is a an actual go on go and get it mark go and get the thing yeah. go and get the head he's quite gone off like to it. find the head <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to make you full screen, wait a sec, right, go on let's have a look Here he This
2: this was Nathan in Asia and he he, he pops out there he is. Oh,
0: oh, oh, can you wear that when we do the little wave at the end, Just you can do the one-handed yeah, wave that. Oh, that's let's absolutely that. brilliant Mark let's was just that. showing this funny little cardboard cutout that he had made of yours truly (laughs) for WordCamp Asia. Listen, in all seriousness, thank you for joining us today, uh, Mark and Bob. I really appreciate it. Thanks to anybody who has made the time to enjoy the show this week and write a comment. I really appreciate it. Don't forget, go and tell your friends. It's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? We just have a bit of fun and talk about WordPress at the same time. We'll be back next week and and hopefully we'll be all four of us. So thank you so much. We're going to do our wave that we do at the end and (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Take it
1: easy, guys. See you later.